Craig Hella Johnson, welcome to All Classical Portland, and joining me, John Pittman, for a chat about your latest recording with Conspirare called The Singing Guitar, which has two major areas of focus that I see. One is of uh, women composers and women musicians, and also Native American voices. And in this day and age, we're all, I think, trying to, quote unquote, do better, to to be more inclusive and to pay better attention to other voices in music. And, um, and, and your recording certainly seems to be an example of that. Mm. Yeah, thank you so much for uh, sharing this with listeners, too. It was a really important project for us. And it's true, uh, it does hold up women's voices. The composers on this um, are, th- are actually three men and one woman, but that was something that had kind of been in motion for a while, uh, especially with Nico's piece. And it felt very important to allow this project to become a way to feature the texts of women. Uh, Nico uh, chose texts that were from American uh, pioneer women in the 19th century. There were uh, one in Texas, one in Wyoming, and they wrote prose. They wrote in their journals also. So, so it's uh, it's a fascinating collection of texts that he found and curated for this piece. Tells their stories, sort of as these kind of principles of the homestead, if you will. You know, who who faced. Uh, all the natural world, the natural elements, you know, the weather, um, the physical, practical aspects of maintaining uh, a home, a family, uh, child rearing, all of that basically uh, often on their own while their husbands were off and uh, very strong women. And uh, so some of some of the text is very practical and some is very um, sort of poetic. It kind of tra- transfers between but as these were a, a big part of these texts were a big part of the CD project, I really wanted to find some balance with that too, and I think that's what really what you're speaking to here. Where, when we commissioned Kyle Smith to write a piece for the rest of the program uh, to kind of complete that, I asked if there was any way we could find texts by Native American women to balance that sort of from a poetic historical perspective, and. Um, I was delighted that he discovered the works of Sarah Winnemucca, a Native American author who was, as we understand it, the the first uh, Native American woman to be published in English. And um, so holding those texts up. And then Rena Esmail, of course, is one of the composers of of, uh, the opening track, actually, um, When the Guitar a fantastic composer based in Los Angeles now. So we were trying to thread that needle and and do a small piece of representation of these important voices. Oh, my. 
Listing among the performers joining Conspirare instrumentally, crediting the Los Angeles Guitar Quartet, Texas Guitar Quartet, and Austin Guitar Quartet. Um, does this mean that you have you had these three different quartets of guitarists uh, joining you on different pieces? Uh, these three different groups joining you on these different pieces? Yeah. Yeah, extraordinarily, we had all three quartets playing simultaneously for Nico's piece because we had commissioned this piece along with Texas Performing Arts and a group called Austin Classical Guitar. It had been my vision to try and do some texture play and to create a work with multiple guitars, kind of multiple groups of guitars, actually, with choirs of guitars, choirs of voices to kind of do this texture play. and. So yeah, that is a piece that is written 40 minutes plus long for three guitar quartets and Conspirare. Very exciting. They're great players, of course. Uh, many folks are well acquainted with the Los Angeles, Los Angeles Guitar Quartet, a superb uh, world-renowned ensemble. And, and then uh, Texas Guitar Quartet and Austin Guitar Quartet are two absolutely wonderful uh, groups as well. And yeah, so we formed an ensemble for the period of performing, rehearsing, and, and recording. It was very uh, amazing, fun, uh, something that those, those folks never do, uh, you know, playing sort of in their own little guitar orchestra, if you will. And, uh, but the texture is fantastic. Craig, did you, you mentioned arranging before when we were talking about Eliza Gilkison. Did you have, did you have a hand in any, um, arranging or collaboration with the composers or did they go off and work entirely on their own and, and deliver you a finished product? Yeah, a little bit of, of both actually. I, I'm generally in frequent uh, contact and conversation with any collaborators, uh, especially for new works. So had lots of conversations, especially with Kyle. We were deep in it together for the first several weeks. Rena Esmail's piece was a new setting of a piece she'd already composed. So it was a piece of hers that I'd fallen in love with. And we wondered if this might be a piece in conversation when we talked that could be adapted. And when she and Bill Kennengeiser, the sort of, uh, if you will, the concertmaster sort of of the LA Guitar Quartet, uh, got to talking to, they just found it was going to be a perfect thing. Nico, we had initial conversations and kind of put out, I put out sort of a large vision for what I was hoping for. And then he went and kind of created in a vision within that, what this became. So they each had their own story. And then um, and then I composed one piece on the program. So that was an easy collaboration for me. Um, but uh, and it's the only piece on the CD with, without guitars, but just cello and, vo and treble voices.
I see that the uh, the text choice by Rina Esmail uh, is Hafiz, which I understand um, is a, a Persian uh, poet, or at least that is of Persian origin. Yes, yeah, he's a wonderful poet, uh, Persian mystic uh, poet, who is, you know, we th- he, he's come to life, especially for us in English-speaking countries now, because of the wonderful, very vibrant translations by Daniel Ladinsky. And this is one of those. This is a very beautiful text, um, the core of which says, when the guitar can forgive the past, it starts singing. When the guitar can stop worrying about the future, you will become such a drunk, laughing nuisance that God will then lean down and start combing you into his hair. When the guitar can forgive every wound caused by others, the heart starts singing. this is a gorgeous text for us to be able to sing into, and it comes from that tradition not, you know, not unlike Rumi, you know, these Sufi mystics that where there's such an aliveness in the center of their words and their expression. It's wonderful when, when you have texts that references a musical instrument and there's a literal aspect that results as well as a figurative application. Mm-hmm. It's really true. And, you know, uh, with this concert especially, that was so meaningful because the guitar is such an instrument that uh, carries a lot of, uh, I'd say, emotional resonance for many people in different ways in different parts of the country. But, you know, it's uh, sort of some people have said it's it's the instrument of the soul. It's the instrument of the heart, I've heard some people say. And there's a way in which the guitar has always, you know, in, in Western, uh, American Western culture, there's this sense that it's always accompanying these laments, you know, the cowboy songs we think of. And uh, But anyway, from depending on what your perspective is, it has a lot of a significance. It is sort of a symbol, too. So in that way, uh, we felt as we were working through this, you know, the guitar is a symbol for the expressive voice within each of us. It's really just serves as that symbolically and um so yeah a poem like that is just a gorgeous taylor made one for a project like this too well craig as a as a conductor of choral music of vocal music i'm sure that it's it's never far from your mind just the the statement that the human voice is the original musical instrument but the guitar being a string instrument that can be plucked or can be strummed the vibrations that that kind of contact human contact to to those strings that goes back a long ways too and so i can i can see how the both of these sounds and vibrations can be very deeply ingrained in our in our dna yeah that's really well said and both of these instruments as you say have sort of you want to say really even ancient lineage you know long lineage in in our human experience and so for that and so many other reasons, there was such a great joy in this convergence. Yeah, I mean, voice and, and guitar just are a very natural fit anyway. And then to have this collection of guitarists and collections of singers, uh, it was a really, it's a really unique timbre and texture. And that was one of my reasons for really wanting to shape it in this way, because it felt like it had so much to offer sonically and sort of conceptually and yeah so it's 
you speak wisely with that. Thank you. Craig, were these performances, are, are these drawn from live performances or, or did you guys get together in the studio and do this? What was, what was the setup here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we recorded these actually in more like studio sessions. Our studio happened to be a really beautiful church with a gorgeous acoustic in Houston. Uh, but we took uh, three and a half to maybe four full days uh, just really focusing, and I'm so glad we could do that. We had performed them live for three concerts preceding these sessions, and then Nico's piece we had performed probably four years earlier. But yeah, these were all sort of in studio, if you will, and several, if not many, takes. And I was glad for that as well, because uh, one of the challenges with uh, this project is just the way that the voices speak differently at the onset sort of than the guitar. The guitar is such an immediate onset of sound and, and the voice just happens a smidge later. It's It's got a different sort of entry point. And so just sometimes finding where those clean pulses were to share, you know, everyone would have a sense initially when we first started the guitarist that, you know, they're with the sort of tempo that I'm proposing and the singers had the same feeling and yet they weren't always together is very much because of the way those these uh, instruments and voices speak differently so uh, yeah it it was a great joyful session and hard work we really devoted ourselves to it we wanted to get the balances right and and we think we really ended up in the end with a a beautiful mix and and mastering of this uh, very unique ensemble Craig, let's conclude by talking about one of your own pieces uh, that is included in the singing guitar uh, from 2019, the song that I came to sing. Tell, tell us about that piece. Yeah, well, this, this piece uh, is just very short, about two and a half minutes long. And this came about as kind of one of those things that it often will happen when there's a program that just has a a missing link somewhere and I'll stare at the program and say something's missing and sometimes when I have seen that then I'll make a decision to maybe write something myself if I can't find 
just the right thing, and that was the case with this. This is just for cello and soprano and alto voices. And um, this was set to words of the Bengali poet, Rabindranath Tagore, whose words are always so exquisite. And he has this way of, of writing that at once can sound like a, a literal romantic poem, but it's very often meant to be reflexive and be about uh, the relationship between the human soul and the divine. And so I always love these texts a lot. And this, the first line of this poem is, the song that I came to sing remains unsung to this day. So it's, you know, it uh, expresses that unfulfilled yearning and longing that may be in each of us, or yearning for, uh, for completion or for connection. Um, and uh, I very much like this as a way to begin a program, as a way to sort of invite people into this. It's, as I mentioned before, the only piece that doesn't have guitar in this project. So just cello over kind of a cello repeating pattern. And, uh, and uh, it sets up in, in, nice, in a nice way too, I think the yearning to hear those guitars, because when people come expecting guitar too, so there's a way in which uh, the ears hearing this music but is interested to hear the guitars folded in so it kind of worked in a literal way but also uh, very much symbolically too so, so that was the way it was designed for the program and uh, and we ended up for the CD putting it at the very end kind of like a coda uh, as if the song you know many parts of our song remain unsung and unfinished and incomplete incomplete as we uh, have been through the CD so that's how that piece came about all right. Well, Craig Heller Johnson, thank you very much for lending some insight into these new pieces that are part of the singing guitar with Conspirare. And uh, we're looking forward to sharing selections of these uh, with our listeners on the air and, and sharing this interview with our, uh, our visitors to our website and our arts blog page here at All Classical Portland. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be with you.